Yeah, let me just share a couple testimonies. Here's, here's one. that This is pretty cool. It says, uh, I'm not going to say their names, but it says, Hey, Mike, husband and wife, been listening to your message on YouTube for about a month. We decided to begin to meditate and have our mindset that we have all things and that we're heirs in the kingdom. Is anything I just said there not scriptural? It actually is. That's what it says, right? So we have been seeing ourselves debt-free. The Abba is our force. After one month of this, we received $16,000 in our checking account unexpectedly. It was astonishing. It was amazing. We checked with our bank, and it's all valid. We've paid off four credit cards, put a down payment on another, and hope to pay off the fifth, hope to pay it off in five months. We have a specific amount to be completely debt-free with our house and car, and this is just the start of the unseen manifesting. I was blown, we were blown away. Our Abba is so good. We're so excited. We want to give to the Inspire 100 to plant a seed. As my sister would say, God is good all the time. And then they list their name. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool, isn't it? So uh, that's not bad, right? They go get a job where they can just see it and have 16,000 deposits in their account. One's better than the other. So the natural man thinks that's crazy, right? The carnal mind, the fallen mind. And so anyway, the, the spiritual man says, all things are possible. Well, yeah, of course I can do that. If you already own it, why not, right? And so here's another one that's pretty cool. Uh, a dear friend of mine, very successful businessman, um, actually sent me this today. It says, uh, um, a few, uh, few weeks or probably months ago, I was having possibly a big tax bill coming up. And so I asked the Lord, like he did for Peter and Jesus, to pull a coin out of the fish's mouth and pay the taxes for me. Basically, Lord, just take care of, care of the unknown for, my taxes or for what my taxes are going to be. Isn't that good? That's pretty good, isn't it? I found out a week or two ago that I'm getting 90% of my prepaid taxes back as a refund. It was shocking. It was freeing. I felt this huge sense of relief and abundance. Then I remembered that I, that I prayed quite some time ago, and I've done exactly what you said, using the imagination and the motion as you're describing it. In fact, as a result of that, I was blessed two times. Once for getting back my, my back taxes, but I hadn't put anything away for this year's taxes, waiting on my final taxes of 2008 to be done. As a result, I was able to withhold half my return of this year's taxes, applying it to next year, and not affecting my cash flow and getting the other half back as a refund. Amen? It's good stuff, isn't it? So uh, anyway, that's just good. Why do we share this stuff? Because it's real and it's for you. If God's, God's no respecter of persons, meaning that it works the same for you as if it does for anybody else. Amen? And really, the only thing that changes is what? The, the parable of the sower tells us is the condition of our heart, right? And he tells us, hey, some people's hearts are willing to believe the unseen, they get 30-fold. Some people are willing to really believe the unseen, and they get 60-fold. Some believe, are willing to believe the unseen, they get 100-fold. And there's really no limit. He's just showing us that there's, there's no limit. So it doesn't stop at 100-fold. How many of you guys know that? It stops at wherever you want it to stop, right? So that's where he says, all things are possible to him who believes. So when you really believe, when you finally get, wait a minute, I carry the divinity of Christ. He's the creator of all things. So what does that make us? Kind of limitless. Isn't it cool? So I love it. Anyway, that good stuff? Because it fits really what I'm going to share. So the amazing promises of Psalm 91. Um, you go ahead. <clears throat> and I'm going to read this. Uh, yeah, we can go there first. So, so King David, who is a man after God's own heart, is what he says, right? 
It says, David tells us that supernatural protection and freedom, I'm going to read Psalm 91, from every negative situation occurs by dwelling and trusting in the shadow of the Almighty under the feathers of his wings. So if we read it, Psalm 91, 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he's my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the followers. So how many guys know surely means surely? Right? If there's not a trick in here, it's kind of interesting. So surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of his pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust. So what, what do you think David's talking about here? Under the shadow of the most high, under the feathers. I, I shared this last week, but all you guys online, what is he talking about here? He's talking about the mercy seat. The, the shadow was, it says, overshadowing when they were given the instructions on how to build the temple. It says, put these two cherubim on it that make it a shadow and under the feathers. They were winged. It says wing. It really doesn't even tell you. It's, it's fascinating when you really look at it. It says, the cherubim were made out of cunning imagination. Really, you go look at it, it's like, what do you want them to be? Even in the Old Testament, it's types and shadows of starting to go, hey, yeah, they're kind of, we made them into these winged creatures, but it's really like whatever you want them to be. Isn't that interesting? So David's saying, your deliverance, I'm going to read Psalm 91 to you. So anything you need, for if you're in a negative situation, he's telling you your deliverance is in the shadow beneath the feathers. And that's a picture of your brain, the cerebrum, because we're the temple. And I'm going to show you David's tabernacle here. There's a reason David's tabernacle was different than the tabernacle of Solomon or the temple and uh, Amos prophesies about it, that it says, hey, the, the tabernacle of David's going to be restored. And uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but anyway, it doesn't say the temple of Solomon's going to be restored. It says the tabernacle of David's going to be restored. And then in Acts 15, I believe it is, when, when uh, the grumpy religious guys were yelling, um, basically they had the council in Jerusalem, and, and the Judeans were trying to go, hey, this is unfair. The Gentiles are getting in all this stuff for free and they don't get circumcised or anything. Isn't that a better deal? And so they're grumpy because they're going, we do all this stuff. Make them do what we do in order to be blessed. And then Peter speaks up. He says, listen, the Holy Spirit was given to the Gentiles. And then James speaks up, who is the brother of Jesus. And he says, hey, listen, this is exactly what the prophets prophesied about, that Jew and Gentile would both enter the tabernacle in David's tabernacle and there was no blood. There was no blood given. The tabernacle of David, they all, the only thing they did when they came in to the shadow of the uh, mercy seat was the sacrifice of what? Anybody know? Their lips, praise. No blood given. Isn't that interesting? It says that tabernacle, the fallen tabernacle of David is going to be restored. That's what we're doing right now. We're restoring your fallen tabernacle and giving you the mind of Christ versus the carnal mind that's fallen. You guys get it? And that's Diablos. Diablos is from the fallen mind. We, we think what's here is real, and so we've become so left-brained that we're, we're so smart we can't operate in the supernatural anymore. And uh, I would rather let, I go, I'm kind of mildly stupid, but I know how this stuff works, and so I'm going to let him do it. You guys okay with that? And it makes no sense. That's what's awesome. And then the older brothers get mad, like, I'm doing all this stuff, and it's not working. That's what I can't, nonstop, isn't it online? I did everything you said and it's not working. I promise you didn't do it because of the, it's impossibility. It's in, so anyway, we'll get into that. Ah, so let me read Psalm 91 because it's so good. And uh, I'm back to believing all of it because a mega church told me I couldn't believe all of it. 
And it's better just to believe all of it. It's so good. And here's what's interesting. The Old Covenant are types and shadows of good things to come. So whatever we read here, guess what? It's got to be in the truth. Better. Right? And that's Paul's revelation. In the, in, so let's just read Psalm 91 and see if there's good promises in here. Because every promise that was prophesied is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Exactly, Bill. So, so you can take any promise and go, that's yes, that's mine. Amen? So be it. That's what amen means. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, let me preface this. So if there's any situation, just like that businessman's tax situation, he's like, you know what, Lord, take care of this for me. Did he take care of it for him? Doubly blessed is what he said. Even better than I thought. Isn't that cool? So, <clears throat> so any situation, if you're in any impossible situation, your deliverance, your freedom, which Psalm 91 talks about, your divine protections between here. Change this. Have a repentant mind. Totally have a, a total radical change of how you think and what you start thinking about comes to pass. So it works in anything, guys. So I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver. You guys want to surely be delivered from your negative situation? Then it's sure. Surely he shall deliver me. In fact, not only is it sure, it's better than sure. It's better than what you asked for. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield. So you've got to trust what's between the wings, okay? Which is the cerebrum, the two, the two uh, cherubim. <clears throat> so you trust what you're putting there is going to come to pass. Without you doing it, he'll do it. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, 10,000 shall fall at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Isn't that cool? And I was just kind of sharing testimonies. Like every time we've gone to Africa, even with our kids, none of us get shots, and all the people that get shots get sick. Because why? They're thinking, I better get this, otherwise I might get this, right? And we just were like, no, 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 that's not who we are. We just don't get it. It's better just not to get it. An easy way to live. No, you can do whatever you want. We, I mean, we didn't have health insurance for 16 years until Obamacare made us. And, so, and people are like, so you don't believe in doctors? Like, no, I totally believe in doctors. But if you're not sick, you don't go to one, right? It's, just, it's better just not to do it. So anyway, so I'm all for it. If you need to go, go. I'm, I'm all for that. So I'm, not, I'm just saying, I just know I don't need it. It's just an assurance of I've, I've got. Does that, does that help you guys? So anyway, I'm not weirdo denying that my, if my arm's falling off, I'm not going to go, it's not broken. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go, yeah, it's broken. I probably should see a doctor to put it back together. But it's better not to have it broken. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's a, it's a better way to live. So anyway, only with your eyes. So you'll see other stuff happening, but don't, it's not for you. It's just only with your eyes you'll see these things. Only with eyes you shall behold, meaning you're this eye. But if you go with the single eye, the, mind, the, the eye within, stay there. That's the mind of Christ. What's true about you in Christ Jesus? So anyway, only with thy eye thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, the most high thy habitation. So where's the refuge? He says it's between the cherubim, right? There shall no evil befall thee, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash your foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, the adder, the young lion, and the dragon. Thou shalt trample under your feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known me. 
and my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. That, gosh, there's so many guarantees of prayer in the Old Covenant. It's interesting why we struggle with it so much. I will be him with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I'm honoring him. So even if you cause the trouble, is he going to be there with you? Of course he is. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. With long life, here's, here's your, guys, you're not done until you decide you're done. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my Yeshua, my salvation. My, isn't that good? So you're only done when you're done, amen? In fact, uh, I just heard this wild testimony. Chris um, Reed, my, my friend in Melbourne, in fact, oh, I, I got to share a testimony with him that I'm going to post online. Um, there was this uh, preacher went into, the, basically in the bush in, in Australia, and they cut his head off. And he decided he wasn't done. And so the, the chief tribesman went out there, and it was almost like an uh, Apostle Paul experience where they tried to stone him and kill him. They threw him outside the, the city, and they, they're like, he's back. Like, he was dead. We stoned him, and he was dead, and he comes back. And so he said the chief tribesman saw sinew by sinew his neck start to reattach to his head. And then he came back into the village, and so guess what? Everybody believes. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I really do. I'm like... God, you were bad to the bone. Help my unbelief, because that is awesome, isn't it? That's just beautiful. And so that stuff just stirs me like nothing else. I'm like, yes, all things. Yes, he says that. And so whatever it says, it's even better in the new covenant. Amen? Isn't that good? I love that. Anyway, that, that's what really drove us to go to, to uh, Bible school in Africa, is because they just believed a lot of this stuff. You know, when, when they would have... I remember the first few testimonies Bishop was sharing with us. He would say, yeah, you know what? When, when we have, um, sometimes airlines crash more in Africa. You ever notice that? <laughs> so, like the Nigerian airlines and whatever. And so he's like, yeah. When, because they're so taught up in this. He says, you know, when, when, when my people, he calls them my people, when they're in a plane accident, and he was sharing the one testimony, you can go read about it. It's like, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but the plane crashes. 150 people dead or whatever, the two people from his congregation walk out. Because I will satisfy myself with long life. That is awesome, isn't it? So I'm like, yes, man, that is awesome. And then a mega church told me, well, you can't really believe it. So well, what's faith all about then? If you believe that stuff, then you live in it. Amen? So we're going to teach you how to live in it a little bit more tonight. You okay with that? All right. So let's keep going here. This is pretty cool. So anyway, so it says the tabernacle of David is going to be restored. So here's David. He, he wrote Psalm 91. He's like, you, you're going to be delivered from anything if you dwell up here, if you think about the right things, dwell within. And then Psalm 100, he writes too, it says, make a joyful noise to the, to the Lord, all the earth. Now, if we realize what heaven and earth is, heaven's the spiritual part, and earth is the, the two parts of the tabernacle that we could go to where you can't see God, right? So he's saying, hey, in your, in your physical parts, Make a joyful noise. So praise and worship. That's why we do it. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with joyful songs. The old covenant tabernacle, the high priest had to come into his presence with what? Blood. Tabernacle of David, you come into his presence with joyful songs. Know the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and, he, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, which is this Hebrew word yada, which I'll show you something. And his courts with praise, give thanks. It's the same root word yada there to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving devotion endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. Now, so that 
Hebrew word, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his presence. And he says, the, in Psalm 91, he tells us his presence is in the shadow of the Most High, be, underneath the cherubim's wings, underneath the feathers, right? Which we've been talking about. That is a picture of our brain because we're the tabernacle, the cerebrum, the two cherubim. We can't see God in there, but that's where we meet him face to face, where deep cries out to deep, spirit to spirit is what scripture says. Amen? Got it? Okay. All right. So a lot of you guys have probably heard this. Yada is Hebrew reads right to left. So that first, that little cop thing, there's like a yod, it's a hand. And then dilet is a door, and then hey is grace. Now we've all heard this. So, so thanksgiving and praise is the hand that opens the door to his grace. Get it? I think this can, at least it blew my mind. So you don't have to be excited if you're not. But I was really excited about this. Because I was like, I'm just going to look up hey, that last word. Because sometimes, even though we, it's grace, I think even grace, it's kind of like faith after a while. Like, oh yeah, it's grace. We just kind of forget what it is. Anybody else do that? It's like, oh yeah, it's his grace. The hand that opens the door to his grace. Well, what does his grace entail? How does grace work? That's kind of what I, wanna, I wanted to figure out. So anyway, the, word, the letter hey, the fifth, fifth, fifth uh, what is this? This is in HebrewsForChristians.com if you want to go look some of this stuff up. I just mess around with this stuff all the time because I love it. Uh, <clears throat> hey, so anyway, the mystery of hey. The Jewish mystics said hey represents the divine breath, the ruach, the revelation, and light. The word light is mentioned five, five times in the creation narrative on the first day, Genesis 1, 3 through 4. And it's that letter hey. And so anyway, okay, so the letter hey has something to do with creation, how God creates, right? Hey represents God's creative power. Now, this is, this is starting to get somewhere, in my opinion. So thanksgiving is the hand that opens the door to his creative power. Follow me so far? So hey represents God's creative power. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And so <clears throat> it's, his mouth refers to the sound of the letter hey, the outbreathing of his spirit, like just that Abraham, right? Now, this is where it really gets good, in my opinion. So, <clears throat> hey is the divine presence of God himself. According to the Midrash, uh, hey is a picture of the presence of God within the human heart. <clears throat> Since hey is formed from dilet and yad, so you see yad, dilet, and then you see another dilet there, and then an upside down hey, basically. So, it's actually the taking of two letters. Since hey is formed from the Dilet and Yad, it's a picture of returning to God and the transforming the power of his spirit, which is in the presence and creative ability within the human heart. It's a little bit better than the King James Version, in my opinion. You get a little more understanding of this thing, right? So here's what's interesting to me. Let's, let's get, so the Tabernacle of David, which was really interesting, if you go read Acts 15, and I think it's... You can go read where he's, he's building the, it's a tent, basically. The Tabernacle of David was just a tent. It was three-sided where Jew and Gentiles both could come into the presence of God at the shadow of the cherubim with only the sacrifice of praise, no blood given. And that's what, at the Council of Jerusalem, what Peter and James are arguing with the Jews, going, the Tabernacle of David's going to be restored all Jews, all nations, basically it's all Gentile people, if you go look at it, it's another one of Paul's alls where it's just alls everywhere. 
It says, all nations will come into his presence. This is the tabernacle that's being restored. And all they can enter his presence with gratitude, with thanksgiving. Isn't that awesome? I just think that's awesome. Because what, what's really interesting is the tabernacle of David was up at the same time as when they're sacrificing animals. He says, I'm not going to do that thing. I'm going to establish the tabernacle of David. Because over here, only the high priest could enter and he had to kill something. <laughs> right? And uh, I just believe wholeheartedly is like the tabernacle of David. You don't have to kill anything. That's why it says there's a new and living way to enter into his presence, which has been from the foundation of the world. Isn't that interesting? And that's where it says the old, the old covenant, even when the law was given where all these sacrifices and all these things were given, it says it still doesn't overshadow the promise that was given to Abraham. The promise is still in effect. You get it for free, guys. Isn't that interesting? Cool to me. So anyway... And you start to become like the God you worship. So if you think he demands punishment for sin, you're going to get really angry when you go, no, he doesn't. Just say that once. To go online and go, God's really good. He loves everybody. (laughs) You won't believe the hell that will be unleashed. Because people start to become like the God they worship. So if they think they demand a sacrifice, then you're giving it for free guess what? Their mind and heart is going, <clears throat> they get mad that the people receiving the creative ability of God for free. Interesting? So these, these, this couple, you know what, Lord, we need to pay off some debt. So instead of focusing on the debt, like, you know what, Abba, you're our source. We're just going to thank you as if it's already been done and $16,000 shows up in your account. To a religious guy, that totally irritates them. I'm telling you. So you, you're just saying? That's what they always go. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they don't really care. They're like, whether they said it or not, it's like the blind man is like, I just, I love the fact they go, we checked with our bank and it's good. Like, we don't know where it came from. That's just awesome to me. So anyway, it works that way. Amen? According to your faith, be it unto you. So you guys getting this? So praise, thanksgiving, is the, the hand that opens the door to his creative ability. Uh, let's see. Represents the creative power of God and the presence of God within the human heart and his creative ability. <clears throat> That's awesome. Because if you're, pra- if you're thanksgiving, if I receive a gift and I say thanks, it's because I've received something, right? That's what thanksgiving's all about. If I've received it and I have it, then of course I'm going to give thanks. So let's keep going here with this next slide here, and I think we'll, we'll wrap this up and you'll, you'll kind of get it. All right, so here's what I love. Um, Chris Abate and I were kind of talking about this this morning, just about how the neuroscientists that use scripture like a Carolyn Leaf and the, the neuroscientists that don't use scripture, the Joe Dispenza's and, and Dr. Braden's and all these guys, they all have the same situation. So here, when people come to them with a challenge, whether it's marital, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, health, whatever, here's what they say. They basically go, gratitude, thanksgiving is the fastest, they call it an elevated emotion, where depression, fear, anger um, are lower emotions meaning they don't have the, the elevated emotions are love. Gratitude is number one. Gratitude, love, um, forgiveness is really interesting, is really high. Uh, and until you have an elevated emotion, you can have a thought in your brain all day long and try to repeat it and try to repeat it and try to repeat it, which is why affirmations without a change of the heart don't work, which is why reading the word for 10 hours doesn't work unless you have a change of heart. It's why praying in tongues doesn't work unless you have a change of heart. 
Unless you have both going on at the same time, it doesn't work. And so you get tired and you get frustrated. It's like, wait a minute, if he gave us everything for free, why am I working so hard for this thing? Right? And so all you guys online, I just, hopefully you get this. Because I get these emails nonstop. I did everything you're telling me to do. I'm kind of telling you how to do it, but if you don't realize you already have it and you're still looking for it, you're not going to be in gratitude. It's you have to know you have it within. I have it. Well, if I have it, then I'm not looking for it and going, I did everything that didn't work. That means you don't have it. If you have it, you have it. You guys get it? We've got to get this thing where I've given you. I've given. So if he's given, what did we do to earn it? Nothing. Your deliverance of any negative situation is going to be between these two things right here is what he's saying, right? In the shadow of the Most High, where you meet God face to face, but you can't see. The unseen makes the seen real. That's what he's trying to say. That's Hebrews 1 through 3. We, by faith, we understand that the unseen, that's the shadow of the Most High that, that David's talking about, creates everything you see. So, guys, you need to realize you're, you, what you do between these two cherubim are more real than everything you see. So that's why Psalm 91 says, when you see 10,000 people fall at your side, that's probably not a good thing, is it? You're seeing it with the natural eyes, aren't you? But he says, when you just see within, it won't come near you. So it's, it's putting this carnal mind down, going, well, uh, here's my situation. And they tell me all the negative things. Your real situation is, as he is, so are you in this world. That's the mind of Christ. You focus on what you, how would you like it to be, not tell me everything that's wrong. Does that make sense? Now, I'm sympathetic to, I get it. That's why I'm like, well, I need to tell you what's going on. If you just need to get it off your heart, great, but it's almost better if I don't know. And they're going, um, well, you wouldn't believe it. No, I probably would. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> you don't get shocked by anything. And so, because uh, people come in there embarrassed about their quote-unquote sin or whatever, and, and uh, that's where another one I just learned from Bishop, that's I'm forever grateful. When, when Ted had this whole thing, that was a teaching moment to me. Because in the natural, we think, oh, this mega pastor did this and this and this. And, and then he, when he talked to Barb and I, he goes, what Ted did is not a big deal. I've done much worse to God, and he still loves me. I'm like, that is awesome. That is awesome to me. That was such a teaching moment to me. It was really... I don't care what you guys have done, you'll never get judgment. That, that's what it taught me. It's like, that is what it means to not judge. Man, then he ends up judging them. <laughs> so in other situations, it's really kind of comical. Well, I'm sure we all do. We have these blind spots where we're really judgmental in different places. I'm like, Lord, heal that. Heal that, because I don't want to be a religious turd. So, because they just annoy me, which probably means I have a blind spot there, like why they annoy me, right? So, um, Anyway, so here's what the neuroscientists are telling you. Is gratitude is the fastest way to rewire this thing. So if you can think a certain thing, but you don't have an emotion, where emotion literally means energy in motion. Faith worketh by love. And that worketh is energio. So if we want faith to work, there has to be energy in motion to work. So guess what? Gratitude, love, joy, um, Knowing you already have it. So if you're having a hard time visualizing what you want your life to look like because you're such a Western brain guy, um, find something you're grateful for. There's got to be something you're grateful for. Like for, everybody's a little bit different. Like Barb was sharing with a friend. She was going, you know what? I, I see my little kids 
when they're babies and like, I'm so grateful for this precious thing. To me, honestly, it's like, I love my wife and kids and, and uh, I'm so grateful that I get to spend my life with, that's just for me. If whatever works for you, what are you grateful for? That you just find something. I, I found that's what it works for me. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so mildly retarded half the time and yet my wife and kids love me. God, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> that's how I do it, honestly. Is I just get grateful. And so when you start getting grateful, guess what? That signal from your brain actually starts to go down your heart. If there's no emotion attached to that thought, it doesn't even move. I'm just telling you, it does not move. That's what the neuroscientists tell you. So I find it interesting that the neuroscientists tell us gratitude's the fastest way to rewrite your nervous system, where Carolyn Leaf's like, hey, if you really knew what a negative thought does, you'd never have a negative thought again. Because it starts to rewire your brain to that's how you're going to be right? That's the seed. Okay. The seed returns after its kind. So if you think negative, guess what's going to happen? You're going to wire yourself and you're going to get negative. Isn't that interesting? So but he says, but if you start seeing the positive, she says, most people stop after four or five days. And uh, she goes, it takes 21 days to totally rewire. And then faith becomes easy. So when you start to believe what you see between the cherubim as real, it takes a little bit of time sometimes to rewire yourself where faith comes. It just happens because you've become that person now. There's certain things in your life that you have a good program going on in your life. It just works, don't you? It's not hard to figure out. If there's another per- place where you struggle, that's where, that's where you've got a wrong program, a wrong belief in there. That's, I don't care how much you read your Bible, how much you pray in tongues, until you fix that, because that's where the kingdom of God is, it's not happening. The great news is you can fix it. And you can do it in divine speed. And it's going to give you more exceedingly abundantly than what you ever thought. So is it worth working on that? A lot to me. Amen? So, all right. So neuroscientists tell us the greatest, gratitude is the fastest way. So people are like, how long do I have to do this? Well, really, you technically you have it before you've even asked. It's really now how long can you stay there and, and persuade yourself to have assurance that, you're, that what you do in the unseen is more real than the seen. So... The more you do it, the faster it happens, right? It's really pretty simple. So uh, I, lo- I love um, Joel Osteen's mom, Dottie Osteen. She was, some of you guys have probably heard her testimony. I was just thinking about this. So she was diagnosed with incurable cancer, gave her like two weeks to live, wasn't it? I think it was something like that, two weeks to live. That's pretty bad, isn't it? Psalm 91. But okay, Dottie, where's your deliverance? Between the cherubim, in the shadow of the Most High, right? So she says, now, a lot of people, this is where the grace camp gets mad because they're going, well, you don't have to do anything. Well, you, yeah, you kind of have to believe that's because that's, that's the whole thing, right? So <clears throat> they, they would look at this as works. I'm like, to receive everything for free is not work. You cannot make that at work. Is there something we must do? Yes, enter these gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Believe you already have it, then you have it. That's what scripture says, you know, as he is, so are we in this world. When 10,000 fall at your right side, you realize that's not part of me. So you stop this physical senses and you go within where, where the presence of God is. So for two weeks, they were giving her two weeks to live. For two weeks, she goes, I had every scripture planted everywhere. And all I did was focused on all the healing promises to me. And she's healed. Amen? Amen. It's pretty cool, isn't it? And here's where people fall down. Why didn't he just do it to me? I don't, I don't know. But I do know this works. Amen? Because he promises if you do it like this, it works. That's where I have assurance. So anyway, 
Thanksgiving and gratitude implies if I have Thanksgiving, like I said, enter his gates with Thanksgiving, his courts with praise. If I'm thankful for something, that means I already have something that I'm responding to. Does that help? Okay. So Mark eleven twenty four. this all kind of fits into me. So when you pray, believe you have received it. That's that aorist tense that Brad and I were talking about. So believe you have received it. So if I'm persuaded that I already have it, then you, you don't need to send me an email that you don't have it. I've done everything you said, but it's still not here. Then you're not persuaded that you have it. Because if you're persuaded you have it, you're not going to send me an email that says you don't have it. Follow me? That's, that's it. That's how it works. Amen? What your problem is, is we've got to unravel all this nonsense about prayer that you've learned. Uh, Another thing Chris and I were talking about is like John 16, 24. Um, you know, in, in the Aramaic, and in, in most people would consider Jesus probably spoke Aramaic, and that's what's really interesting is John 16, 24, that was translated in Greek, says, ask, you shall receive, so your joy may be full. That's good enough for me if we just take that. Isn't that good? If we actually believe that, ask, you shall receive, so your joy may be full. Where are the limits there? There's none. There's limitless, right? Ask, you shall receive. And that ask is, again, it's not the, Lord, can I have this? Well, Lord, if it's your will, then you'll give it to me. You are going to struggle and be frustrated. And you're going to write books about, well, how prayer doesn't work, and you got to do this right and do that right, and make sure there's unforgiveness and all these things. Well, sometimes God says no. I'm like, you cannot find that anywhere in Scripture. Everywhere I see it, it's always, ask, you shall receive. Uh, believe you have it, you have it, Right? Surely I shall deliver you and answer you. Everywhere it's like that. There's, there's supposed to be an assurance because faith is an assurance. I'm persuaded of something. That's why it's really hard to have faith if you have an angry God. It's just hard. It's like, how am I persuaded of his love if he might, if you don't love me back, I'll torture you forever. That's really hard, isn't it? Like, what if he's ticked off today? I, I, we used to do that. It was like, it was so much easier to believe when we weren't Christians. That's what we'd always talk about. I'm like, I'm back now. Thank you, Lord. So I, I unraveled all the religious teaching I got. I'm like, man, I'm just back where I'm at, where I used to be when I was a child. And it's actually fun. It's actually a blast now. So, because I just don't look at the, no, no, it's just, no, that's, that's for you guys. You deal with that. So when you pray, believe you have received it, air is tense, then you have it. So when you pray, believe you have it. I have it. Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is being persuaded you have something even though you can't see it. That's where people are. They're so, they're so left-brained. Um, they've been taught so that if you read the Bible this much, listen, I, I totally love Scripture. I, I love Scripture. I really do. Um, but I don't do it how most people do it anymore because I, I look for the deeper meanings behind it, not realize, like, I, re- I remember so many things that we were taught. There's no contradictions. Man, I... I, I would love to debate now. You know, because all these people like, I go, we could, it's kind of fun when I get with the religious. I think Jesus did this too. Because the religious leaders, he twisted into pretzels in two seconds. Because like, well, the word of God says, I'm like, man, I'm going to show you things that it says that you're going to wish you didn't say that. Because there's so many zingers in there. Like, God, does it say that? That's usually what that happens. These Christians that have been Christians for 30 years ago, I never knew it said that. So I go, now let's really, let's go into the Greek and see what it really says. That'll really trouble you. So, so uh, this is, <laughs> Listen, it's supposed to be written on your heart. Amen? It's supposed to be written on your heart. That's where it's supposed to be. I'm going to write my truths on your heart. So 
we're trying to get rid of this stuff, and it's so simple a child can do it, but that's why a child can't read the word for five hours a day. They just trust. They just believe. They, they have this beautiful, vivid imagination, and uh, they just dream. We have to teach that out of them, unfortunately, which is sad. So I'm just trying to teach you back into it. You guys okay with that? Where what you do between the cherubim is more real than what you see. It really is, guys, and it's, it's proving itself over and over right now. So anyway... Faith is being persuaded you have something even though you can't see it. Everything seen is created in the unseen. That's a paraphrase of Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. All right. So Psalm 91 tells us it's really kind of limitless. Whatever negative things going on in your life, surely he shall deliver you if you dwell in the shadow of the Most High between the cherubim. Doesn't it say that? Surely. Doesn't matter what it says, whether it's sickness, whether it's financial, whether it's Marital, whether it's whatever, says, surely I shall be delivered. Isn't that awesome? Surely I shall be delivered by whatever I do right there. Isn't that cool? And uh, I'll just share this real quick, and we'll finish this up. Um, People have free will, but like I said, you can heavily influence them, which is really interesting. I was sharing with some testimonies about some, some really pretty wild people that are good at this. That It's awesome, actually. And so, um, anyway, Chris, I'll, I'll post that. Jeff, I'll send it to you. Maybe we can put it on the YouTube site and freedomministries.org. But this is how the body's supposed to work. Is My friend Chris in, in Melbourne, we recorded the testimony last night. He was sharing this lady that he's known for a while, came over, and, and Austin gets this word of knowledge, twins. He just gets this word, twins. And so he said, you know what, I've, I've known you for a long time, but you don't have kids. He says, how, how the, how's the child thing going? And they're like, wow, it's interesting that you've asked because we've really struggled trying to have kids. And we, were just, we just got a double in vitro, so we, we, we might have twins. It's a possibility we might have twins. He goes, oh, he goes, the Lord told me you're already pregnant with twins. And uh, he already told me. So she goes to her workplace like, you'll never believe this. I went over to this guy, and he's like, kind of read my mail, and so I'm going to have twins, etc. But here's, what, here's the key part of this thing, which I think, which you and I can stand in the gap for people, which is what I want to get to, is because we're kings, we're priests, we represent, everybody is, but some people don't know how to do it yet. So we can stand in the gap for them, which is pretty interesting. So here's what Chris said. He's like, listen, I see you with twins. I see it's already done. So you don't even need to worry about it because my faith is enough for you. I'm like, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? And every one of you can do that. Because once you realize what you see here is more real than what you see outside, knowing that the creative ability of God is released, we don't have to know how to do it. You don't have to have enough power to do it. You have to know that his creative power is what we see here. How can you not have gratitude? If he sees like, wow, this woman's struggling. They've been, they've been married for years and they can't have kids. He says, you know what? I see you with twins and my faith's enough for you. I promise you, you're going to have twins. A week later, you guys know what happens. You won't believe this. And he goes, no, I did believe it, which is why you have twins. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So we can do that for people because when they're going through stuff, it is sometimes difficult to, to calm themselves down and see. That's where, in fact, Trey McLean, I'll, I'll get back to you. He sent me this thing. Um, Sula Nermiko, no Trey. He wants to put together a network for any of you guys because uh, he's like, I realize you have 10,000 unread emails and you can't do this for everybody, he says, but there's a group of us that 
are really imaginative and creative where I want to set up a network. So if anybody needs it, there's going to be a place there you can go and they'll see it and feel it for you and help you. Isn't that cool? But the real goal is for you to be able to do it for yourself because you are a king and you are a priest. You can enter the presence of God anytime, any day and deliver. Get freedom from every situation. So anyway, let's... So, I don't care what the impossible situation is. Your deliverance is from within. You guys good that? The type and shadow, how David said it. And if David said it was sure and it delivered him from everything, then how much more in the New Testament? Because the old covenant was just a type and shadow, the cherubim, the tabernacle of David. All of that was a picture of us, the true temple, and our relationship with God. So I don't care what the impossible situation is. Your freedom is seen as you would like it to be between the cherubim of your mind, the two cerebrum, the two halves, the two leave gates, all of it's a picture of us. Isn't that cool? So all we need to do is calm this thing down. The, the fallen mind, the carnal mind, the diablos, is seeing the physical. That's why it says first the physical, then the spiritual. First the physical man, but I'm going to show you what life is really supposed to look like in Jesus Christ, the spiritual man, right? He's, he's, he's what life should look like. And then John tells us, as he is, so are we in this world. That's where we, we close off our physical thing, go, wait a minute. And we've seen so many testimonies of this. So does Jesus, uh, I love the businessman's testimony. Hey, Lord, take care of this for me. Because it's starting to bother me. You know, that's pretty natural, isn't it? If we think we're going to have this big thing we have to write to, like, man, it's just not fun. And go, you know what, you take care of it for me. And I see it as already paid. And it's like double what he thought. Isn't that cool? That works. Isn't that good? I love that. So, hey, see it is already done. So it really becomes this. How would your life like to be? Stop focusing on the situation here, the carnal mind. How do you want it to be? Because it's limitless is what he says. How do you want your life to be? I really want you to think about that tonight. You okay with that? Don't immediately start, how do I going to do it? Because if you know how to do it, it's not the power of God. Because it says we know not how. All we need to do is plant the seed, and the seed has the power in it to return exactly. Now, he'll lead you to do certain things, but there's certain things where we go, you know, we, we believe God's our provider. Chunk, 16,000 shows up in their account. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? That's good to me. I like that. Or you should have, like, there, no fear of flying or anything anymore, because all that means is you've saw that image in your mind, and now you started to think about what if this happens? What if this? Is? I remember the first time I flew, because I saw all these things on the news. My mom had the news on all the time, like, oh, this thing could fall down. And then I became an aeronautical engineer, and I saw, like, guys, there's nothing to worry about, honestly. <laughs> when the wings do this, it's over-engineered like four times. It, it, it does, and even if it does break, that's what's really cool. If it does break, I see, this is what he teaches his people, like Bishop taught these people. See yourself laying in your bed that night. And those two walk out. The unseen is more real than the seen. Now, to the natural mind, what I'm sharing right now, they're going to call me crazy, and I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail. But those two people don't really care because they're alive. Amen? Does that help? Dottie Osteen doesn't really care because she's alive. She could have accepted the carnal mind, like, oh, you've got two weeks to live. Get your things in order. said, no, I'm going to the single mind. If my mind be single, my whole body's going to fall of light. And I, my, the only thing I'm going to focus on is as Jesus is, so am I. I'm completely whole in Jesus' magnificent name. Instead of dying in two weeks, he was completely free in two weeks because the deliverance is here. Get it? So no matter what you're going through, here's, here's how you do it. 
What do you want it to be? Instead of focusing on what it is, the current situation, what do you want it to be? And get extravagant, because however extravagant it is, he does exceedingly abundantly beyond that. So, and that praise, thanksgiving, if you, read, if you know, see, I would meditate, this is how I, I meditated on this for a long time, ask and I shall receive so that joy my full. I convinced myself that what I asked for, I have. Because I meditated on that. Does that, does that make sense? Ask and I shall receive so that joy my full. Wow, if, if I already have it, and the truth is I have it. He's given me all things before the foundation of the world. So I start to be assured of that. <clears throat> so you see what you want your life to look like. That's where we're talking about thanksgiving is the hand that opens the door to his creative ability within. That's really what hay means. So don't worry about how it's going to get done. That's why I love Joe Dispenza when he was telling his daughter and his, his, uh, his son where his, the job with his son where he's like, what kind of job do you want? And he gave it, oh, I heard the testimony of his daughter, which was even better. Another one, the unlimited shopping spree was good. But she wanted to, instead of getting a job, I'm, that's what I wanted to share with my kids. Instead of getting a job, she's like, I, wanna, I don't want to go work for somebody else. I don't want a job in the summer. She's a college kid. She goes, I want to go spend, I might get it wrong, but you can go Google this and find the testimony. Um, I want to work in Italy for so many months. I want to be in these five cities. I only want to work half the, I want to make enough money in half the time so that I can just travel the rest of the time. And uh, so he's like, awesome. So here's what you do. You see, how would it make you feel? I'd feel free. I'd feel abundant. I'd feel so thankful that I don't have a normal job, that I can go design my life like this. And he says, the only thing you cannot do, this is where most of us fall down, the only thing you cannot do is how are you going to do it? Because in the natural, most of us would go, oh, I got to get this kind of job to make this kind of money, to do all this, to do all that. To the, then, you know, there's, there's wisdom in that, brother. That's what I hear from the really smart guys. There's not a lot of wisdom in there. I'm just going to believe it's going to happen and it shows up in their account. That's pretty good. That's, that's not natural. It's not the carnal mind just goes, blah, 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 blah. That's just, right? So, but it's more fun. It's just fun just to go, nanner, nanner, nanner. So, it says the only thing you can't do is how it's going to happen to you. Leave that up to, he, he's, this is where Christians freak out. He basically says, leave that up to a God who loves you. We know not how. Amen? That's why faith is the energy in motion that worketh. Faith worketh by love. So when we know we're completely loved as a husband, as a, as a bride, of course he's going to give us what we desire of our hearts, right? We know not how. So we don't have to figure it out. You just see yourself as already having it. So anyway, don't worry too much how it's going to be done. Faith is the persuasion that it's already done. When I ask, I have it. So if I already have it, am I going to be joyful? Here's what, no, I'm trying to just hammer this in. What you see between these cherubim is real and it'll become real to you in the physical. That's faith. Neuroscience does it. Scripture says the same thing in my opinion. And everybody online and everybody that's doing it right now, the testimonies are like ridiculous. And I love it. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm back to where I was as a child, getting rid of all religious nonsense. And just going, let's teach people who they are that they carry the creative ability of Christ within, and they can be free and enjoy life and life more abundantly. Amen? Isn't that good? Yeah. All right, you can get to your feet. Oh, hopefully that helps. Does this help you? Yeah. So where does your deliverance come from? Within. It's not a distant God you're praying to. It's in the shadow between the cherubim, which is a picture of you, the tabernacle of David. Isn't that cool? 
when you pray, you already have it. So you're not, we don't have to do this weird stuff. Sometimes God answers, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. No way. There's no assurance there. He says, whatever you ask for, you have. Well, if I ask for it and I have it, the only, the only thing I would put on there, you have it negative or positive. This is really the hard part. It says, so choose life. So you get, I would just do this, apply the golden rule to it. Would I want this to happen to somebody else? Does that help you guys? The unintended consequences is you can actually do this and affect other people negatively if it's not done in love. Which is why forgiveness is so big to me right now. I'm starting to get this even more. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. I get it. Thank you, Father. So would I want what I'm desiring to happen to somebody else? Yeah, that, they, I think somebody else would like this. Ah, oh, beautiful. I'm not affecting anybody else negatively then. Amen? That's where you, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount says, you've heard it said an eye for an eye, but I say bless and pray for your enemies. Why? Because they're part of your body, the one body of Christ. So when you're praying to bless them, who are you really blessing? Yourself. So good once you start to get that. Giving's the same way. We were sharing that. I was like, God just gave me this light. He's like, because faith, giving, all these things, I'm like, I want to teach it so it's real, Lord. And you want to hear this little nugget? Oh, it was so good to me. I was like, it really is, you know, Luke 6, 38 and, and 2 Corinthians 9. And I've heard it all explained away by the grace guys even. Like it says, given, it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Well, in context, he's really saying this. I think it's in anything. God so loved the world, he gave. Everything that's created is created in him. And he is love. This is where the new agers and these neuroscientists get it. It's so fascinating to me because they're like, you know what? Everything happens in an attitude of gratitude and love. And this is how why Christians freak out. They go, because they call it the universe which I do think they're missing something. Barbara and I always talk about this. They're missing this intimate relationship with him when it's just the universe, but it's fascinating. It still works <laughs> because they're planting the seed in their heart and it's working. Are they lacking something? I think they are. I think they're missing this fellowship with daddy, with their husband, Jesus Christ. So I'm not weird like that, but I do see them working and science can reprove it over and over and over, which is that's otherwise it's theory. It's not science. So anyway, I was just like, Lord, I want to understand this. 2 Corinthians 9, I believe all this stuff and we do it, but I need a simple way to, so people finally get it because giving's been so abused and people are just thrashed around and the grace guy's like, we don't give anymore. I'm like, no, that's not, I don't think that's what Paul's talking about at all. Because Paul's talking about stop sowing to the flesh, meaning stop giving to the temple system because nothing happens because they're sharing more stuff which leads to destruction. It's like, but give to the new covenant if you go read it. And then, so here's what just this flash came to me. It's like, we're all one. There's one body, there's one spirit, etc. And you know, Jesus, when he's talking about in 2 Corinthians 9, he threw his bread on many waters and it, did it always come back? So all those are the same thing. And I was like, Lord, give me a simple way to explain this to people. And he's like, Mike, if you have $100 and you give 50 to yourself, how much more do you have? It's weird. It's like anti-science, right? So he's going, because here's how it's taught. The, the anti-giving guys are like this. If you give 100 bucks and you give 50, then go look at your wallet. You only have 50. And honestly, the Holy Spirit was like, Mike, 
when you, get, when you have 100 and you give 50, you now have 150 because you gave it to yourself. I was like, praise God, man. That, that takes some revelation to get that. But I was like, thank you, Father. I get it. I get it. And then I don't have to make it weird and manipulate people. Does, does that make sense? So is that good? I, anyway, I was like jumping for joy. I was like, yes, Lord, I kind of get that. So I'm slow from Iowa, but I finally get it. Thank you, Father. Given it shall be. Because if you give into love, which everything that's created is love, love is responsive. Love does what? Love gives. I'm like, oh, I finally get it, Lord. I finally get it. Yes, I'm slow. I'm, what am I, how old am I, 51? Something like that. We've done it all, but I was like, I finally get it. Like, oh, and I'm giving, I'm giving to myself, so I lack nothing. Praise God, it comes back on me. Yes, I get it. Give and I shall. Because I'm giving into love, and love does, can do nothing but give back. Ha! <laughs> oh, I'm happy, happy about that, so... You guys aren't as happy. It's like when you get personal revelations, then Barbara and I do this to each other. And there's certain times like, you just got that? Like, Thanks. I was really excited till now. <laughs> We're all in different places on our journey, right? It was just, it was such a shoot of light to me. I was so excited. So anyway, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. <laughs> Shut up now so they can go home. So anyway, ah. Oh, let them know there's so much more divine than they think, that they share the life of Christ. You're so good, Lord. I'm just thankful for all the testimonies in all these people's lives right now because it just makes me persuaded of your love even more. You're so good, and you're so willing to do this to everybody. The only thing that's holding them back is they think they don't deserve it somehow. You're so deserving. You're so loved. He gives freely. So whatever you're going through, whatever you'd like your life to look like, you have it. Without a shadow of doubt, he's already given it to you. You don't have to worry about whether he gives, doesn't give. All the other things you've heard about prayer, flush it. He is yes and amen. He is yes and amen. And he's yes and amen. He doesn't change. There's no shadow or turning like men. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's yes and amen. So Father, just let him know that what they see between the cherubim, between their own imagination, in their mind, is exactly what you'll bring to pass as a seed. And you cannot do anything but get thankful when you know exactly how I designed it is going to happen in my life, and I don't have to figure it out. You, the creative power of God, is the one doing it to me. That's grace. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, Micah's got the, the bucket. So if you do want to give to yourself... It's a beautiful thing. Amen? So, Father, we thank you that as we give, it always comes back when they get the revelation because I'm giving to the body, which is myself. Amen? In Jesus' name. So, Micah, can you go up and grab mine real quick? And you can give on the way out or give online. Thank you, Lord. If you need prayer, come on up because prayer works every time. Amen?